for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die We're hey, live. welcome to the show. Hello everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode seven of Domestic Pints Only. Now, before we get into our episode today, um, we here at Domestic Pints Only believe in um, accountability and we believe in you know, owning up to our mistakes and we believe in, um, you know, addressing any issues that they come up. And I, and an issue has come up as I've been in the process of preparing our first episode. Um, we've realized, I, I've, I think we all realized collectively that um, uh, the social media shout outs that I, was, that I was saying during the episode are actually technically wrong. Um, you might have noticed I said uh, for our Twitter, it's at Domestic Pints only. Um, it's actually at Domestic Pints. And our uh, Instagram and TikTok, I mentioned um, only in all caps. Uh, it's actually just at domestic points only lowercase. If you enter uh, capitals when you're typing it in on like the URL bar or whatever like that, it, it's not going to affect it. But I just, you know, we are here at domestic points only, our PR department, we believe in, um, you know, addressing these things and being accountable. And we hope we still have earned your respect. And we hope that you, you know, you can forgive us. If you're listening to the outros, I've added in the proper social media. So. If you're wondering we now why. know our own handles. It's great. Yeah, you know, it took us seven episodes to figure that out, but you know, um, I believe we're lifelong learners. I believe in lifelong learning and uh, growing, and uh, and uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's what it is. So, as uh, to get into that, our email, of course, domesticpintsonly at gmail.com. Send us send send all your hate mail there and uh, uh, our uh, social media. No Twitter's. cops. No, yeah, you know, we're we're MF Doom though. We internally we're just call us all caps. We go by only in all caps. You have to call us that. Um, Twitter at domestic pints only. We're hoping to have some good content up there. We're gonna probably uh, post like mentions when the shows are up and live, uh, so everyone knows when it's up. You just you just said at domestic pints only. Our Twitter is at domestic again? pints. <laughs> It's at Domestic Pints. If you search at, if you just search Domestic Pints only, I'm pretty sure we'll come up, but it is at Domestic Pints. And our Twitter, or sorry, our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pints only, all lowercase. Uh, so that's that. Before we get into it, do you guys want to mention anything? Is there anything that uh, I forgot or we should uh, uh, bring up before we move on? I want to make bread today after. Oh, I missed the conversation. What kind of bread are you making? I'm just going to make some plain Jane white bread. White bread. Nice. White bread. <laughs> Again, another pandemic special for me. We, we recently got a Dutch oven, but I don't know if I want to make bread because I just know I'll just I'm not going to use like a Dutch days. oven for this. Oh, okay. You're just going to like cook it like the oven, like regularly. Like, just going to go right, right into pro territory. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go straight in with a loaf. I don't need the Dutch oven. As much as I want one, those things are fucking handy as fuck. Yeah. And if I start if I start making you're, bread, I'm gonna eat half of it in like a day. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I have no quite control. Cultured. You're making yeah. bread, you're you're painting. Like you've really he's, he's, he's really making wine. He's, he's practicing I'm so cello. bored. I'm so fucking bored. The core I'm the making cider at home too. There's gotta be so you always yeah, need a I am gonna do that. I am making cider. The pandemic is turning Tom into a renaissance man. A true renaissance man. man. <laughs> Anyone that's out there that's listening to this, I and that lives alone and that doesn't do fuck all but eat, sleep, and work, I feel you right now. There's other stuff out there. I made a fucking list of shit. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do more than just do that. Well, even though that I'm stuck at home. There's like a bunch of shit that you can do at home that you can try that you probably never tried before. Try it. That's all I can say. There you go. 
Anyhow, All right. Let's, uh, let's get out. Yeah, let's get to the, the beers. Uh, really good slate of beers. Does that someone want to actually introduce the beers that we're going to be talking oh, about? Tom, why don't you go ahead and introduce them? Today's episode is Battle of the Green Boys. The Green Boys. I'm talking Hulk Smash. Hell yeah. Hella green. Luck of the Talking Irish about green. the Green Goblin. Yeah. In yeah, Green Spider Man of... 2002. Green Goblin. Yeah. Lots something of a Defoe. green guy myself. <laughs> William Defoe, Green Goblin. Hell yeah. Anyhow, Shout out but to like, Maguire. yeah, I'm not gonna lie, Toby Maguire is probably one of the best Spider Man ever. That's the best Spider Man series, I think. Yeah, Toby Maguire oh, did yeah. it well. The Sam Raimi ones, anyway, yeah, we're good. another yeah. podcast time, we'll save that for a Spider Man pod. <laughs> yeah, Spider Man movies only. <laughs> Anyhow, but I just, Jesus fucking Christ. But um, hey, today's someone, beers, someone just say the beers. Yeah. <laughs> I am just trying to get back. So, pretty much, oh, yeah. so, again, like Battle of the Green Boys, all the three beers that we're producing all come with a green label or a green yeah. bottle. We're starting off with, either, with Rolling Rock, then we'll be moving into Steam Whistle, and then we'll be finishing off with Moosehead Lager. So, just to kick things off, I'm going to kick things off with Rolling Rock. So I'm going to give a little bit of a speech about this, about where this originated. This is an American lager that launched in 1939 by Latrobe Brewing Company. This was found in like Western Pennsylvania. This is technically like a Pittsburgh kind of beer, even though eventually once it was sold to um, Amhauser-Busch and the Imbev conglomerate of St. Louis, Missouri in the mid-2006, now it says on the can like the Latrobe Brewing Company of St. Louis, Missouri instead of of uh, pennsylvania oh, okay. also also in 2006 the internet sensation the angry video game nerd yes played, okay that's okay we're gonna yeah that's where i know this beer from is the freaking angry video game yeah. nerd yeah. played by james d rolf oh yeah drank his first rolling rock which quickly became a character trait oh yeah and just as well in 2009 amhauser in the big ab and bev bullshit announced that it was exploring sales of the Rolling Rock brand in 2015. Amhauser-Busch stopped brewing bottled Rolling Rock in the glass-lined tanks. Only canned beer is now brewed using the traditional process. I'd like to bring that out if you ever get like a bottle about it. It's not the original brew recipe as it's oh, really? in the can. Mm-hmm. Also, I- just as a final touch to this, James L. Tito, former CEO of Latrobe Brewing, opinion that the 33 that's on here signifies that the 30 words of the beer is originated by the pledge of quality that you can see on the back of the each can, which I will pretty much kick off to momentarily. So pretty much like this can is like really nice. I like the color, like this kind of, um, it's not like a pale green, but it's a little bit, I How would we describe this green? It's almost like a piney green, like a Christmas—not Christmas green, but like a. But it's a, like a like a pale, like a pine green. green. Yeah, yeah, but not too piney. But yeah. it's got like the blue, like the navy blue, and like the boar, like the, the I'm sorry, the, the horse that's on here. How it was originally manufactured in 1939. I kind of like the label. I like the font. I like the yeah. color, and I just want to touch on the back, just to say like the the honor of quality. To honor the tradition of this great brand, we quote from the original Pledge of Quality, pour, and then it's like from the glass line tanks of old Latrobe, 
We tender this premium beer for your enjoyment as a tribute to your good taste. And then it kind of says, oh, let's show them 33. So apparently that's where like every bottle and can has that. My our viewers yeah. can't listen to the, see this, but it says this on every bottle and can. Some people say that that's also when the year that the Pittsburgh Steelers came in, yeah. this being a Pittsburgh beer pretty much. So that's when the team first started. That's a, It's a personal thing because that's my favorite football team. So I kind of like to believe in that as well. <laughs> I don't know what your guys' opinion about this can. I like it. There's so many conspiracy theorists about the 33, <laughs> like in terms of like 1933, it's like end of prohibition. They thought this, the is, beer, this is the Denver International Airport of beer cans, <laughs> beer lid design, I think. Yeah, the, so yeah, Rolling Rock originally was on, listed like the actual Rolling Rock names three times on the can. That's 33 yeah. letters. They said there were 33 steps from like the brewery to the brewmaster's office. They were talking about the degree, like the degrees Fahrenheit that this was brewed at. Like everyone has just found a reason <laughs> that that thirty three yeah. is on the can. They probably buried some time like, capsule um, under the brewery. They're like, I'm sure they'll figure yeah. it out at some point. Like they have it stored, you know. I'm a big 33? fan. Of, like another thing too is like people are like, is that a horse or a pony? It goes back and forth. Pony. It's a pony. Yeah, I was gonna say I enjoy. I'm calling it a pony for sure. But yeah, I like I just, this can. It's classic. Wait, isn't a pony a yeah. horse? It's the same animal, right? It's a breed. Wrong? Oh, yeah. It's a okay. breed, technically. But I wanted to touch on that because only reason why that I say it's a pony because they call it the pony bottle when you bought. Oh the yeah, original, yeah. The original. That's why. So they call them pony bottles. That's oh. why everyone said it was a pony. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. I gotta say, I just think it's cool that people have made so much like, like theory side to this. So I'm yeah. I'm all about the the weird stories tied to beers and labels <laughs> and marketing. Yeah. I wonder if there's like an Infowars episode on. <laughs> Oh, there is. There probably is. <laughs> yeah, Alex I'm a fan. What do you ranting. think, John? Um, I, I, this is an interesting episode because I think this might be the first episode where I actually think I prefer the bottles over the cans. I mean, I'll get into this can, but the Rolling Rock bottle is so like classic and unique, that like stark green bottle with the same sort of design on it. I've always really liked it. The can, though, I will say is, is quite interesting. They take like, very much the same elements and put it on the can. Um, I love... Like as Alex just said, sort of the little the mysterious kind of cryptic history behind that that number thirty three. I like um, the, the logo is unique. It, it stands out. Um, the color is nice. Um, I wouldn't say the color is necessarily that unique, but I, I think when you see the logo and everything, it does stand out. And I like the little slogan they add. And I like when beer companies add like their little personalized like our guaranteed freshness or just like a little personalization on it, like a little slogan. Um, it's pretty cool. It makes it makes you think of the tradition behind it. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's a really um, cool looking beer can. Um, yeah, awesome. I like it a lot. Nice. I want to kick off scoring for this. I'm sure. going to say just right off the hop, I'm giving this can an eight. I really like the look of this can. I think it's almost recognizable. It still kind of blends in, but I like the way that they did it. Like you can kind of see with the big blue bold font that like, oh yeah, that's easily to spot out. You can kind of mistake this for something else with this color scheme, but Judging by the way that it's set up, you kind of know that this is Rolling Rock. And I, I, I like it, personally, so I'm giving it an 8. Same with me. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, I think the 33 is kind of cool. Um, I've had bottle, can, all that stuff. And just the fact that it's, like, relatively consistent, like, since the beginning is pretty cool. So, yeah, I give it an 8. Um, I, I'm gonna just ape what you guys say. I give it an eight. Again, I, I kind of prefer the bottles to the cans. I just I love that you start unique the green bottles. Um, but it, it very much the bottle has the same elements as the can. 
Um, the can is fine. It's a nice looking can. And it, again, it has all the same elements as the bottle. So um, I do like it and I'll, I'll give it an eight. Wow. All right, count us down. Is that, the first, is that the first all in agreement? Or I feel like we've no, done that's all in the second. Before. It's I thought you second. were okay, going to go much lower than eight and I was really going to tee off on you. So I'm glad we're on. I almost did. I was like, <laughs> Saturday morning five, I feel like I don't want to be. You son of a bitch. I was going to be honest. I was going to say 7.5, but I actually really like this can. Man, should so we anyhow, all be like, we don't want to pick eight. We all pick 7.5. Oh, anyways. Anyhow, let's kick things off in three. ASMR, audience, shut up. Yeah, shout out to the ASMR. I got to recount down this now, John. Sorry. Three, two, one, crack them. Nice crack. Yeah, that's all right. It's mediocre. We've done better. Yeah, we've done way better. Anyhow, let's see how this pours. I see a very light color. Like I like to see. Yeah, much like the lights we had before, like Miller Light and stuff. Very light. Well, I mean, yeah, this is actually. Sorry, I like to mention that this is also 4.5. So again, you could say that this is quasi light. Mm-hmm. Uh, just first, um, first viewings of this, I like to say that this head is very nice. I'm thinking that might be because of pour, but it's sticking around. It's not dissipating as quickly. Carbonation is moderate. It has a nice golden color, a light gold color, almost a yellow, like very transparent. I think this is going to taste really good. I think this is like very traditional beer looking. Yeah, it very carbonated. I have to say, very mild smell too. Oh, I this forgot is, to smell uh, it. It looks looks very good. Yes, very mild smelling, almost non-existent, but you still get something. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, that is excellent. Holy shit, that's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm. I did not expect this. I, I'll be honest. I rarely have ever drank in Rolling Rock unless it was like the only thing available at a bar, such as our old drinking hole, the Barley Mo. That is mm-hmm. the only time that I've ever you had a Rolling Rock. Rolling Rock at Barley Mo. Yep. Oh, I don't think I've ever had it there. They had I a ton of it um, around Ottawa U as well. This is wow. I'm. I'm really surprised. I did not think this would taste this good. I'm pretty sure I drank half my can in like my first sip. I just enjoyed it that much. <laughs> it has a kind of a, a very light sweetness to it. I didn't like the initial taste, honestly, but the more I'm drinking it, I feel like it's like a lot of lagers. I don't really like the first taste, but then as I drink it, it it's very much like a, a good, a good, you know, slow sipping beer. Well, this is technically, this is more of a, of an ale. Am I wrong? It's yeah. not really a lager. It's, uh, it, it's it supposed lager. to be a... No, it's like a pale ale. Yeah, it's oh. extra pale. That's what they advertise it as. Oh, I see. That might have something to do with the taste profile, is the extra paleness. Yeah, I mean, they do refer to it like kind of interchangeably as a lager and an ale, but I, I'd classify this as more of an ale. I will say there's almost wow. no aftertaste, which I really like. Yeah, it's Love pretty it. much gone. I'm... I am so shocked by this right now. Yeah. I'm going to go right off the hop. I'm going to give it a nine. I think this is a great beer. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm basically done my beer anyway. So I'm almost done mine. I'm going to give it an 8.5 because it is good. I am very shocked by the taste quality of this. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with 8.5. Yeah, when I when I I think I'm a little bit more negative. Like when I first opened it and kind of sipped it, uh, I, I felt like the aroma wasn't the most pleasant, but. 
as I'm drinking it, like a, a very mild aftertaste. Um, like I think um, I could see myself drinking this in the future. It's actually quite tasty, quite sweet, actually. There's kind of a sweetness in the palate of my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, but I'm a little, I think I'm a little bit le- more negative because you guys right away were like, wow, I'm surprised. Amazing. And I'm just sitting there like, uh, it's okay. But actually the more I'm drinking it now, I, I actually really appreciate it. And I, I would pick this over like a Canadian for sure. Uh, I give it. Yeah. I will say in a can, it tastes different. Like cause typically if you get mm-hmm. rolling rock, it's like um, on tap. It's a little bit, char- it's charged a bit more. This is my first time having has, a can yeah. too. Yeah. Um, no, I'm very impressed with the can. And I'm yeah, glad I, I this came in an eight pack. I was kind of like, do I want oh, eight yeah. of these? And now I'm like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Get out of the way, Bravo. Bravo audience seething right now. The Colt 45. Shout out to Bravo. We oh, love wow. you guys. So in terms of nostalgia, um, I, I'll kick things off. Or actually, John, you didn't rate your taste, did you? Oh, I gave it an eight. Oh, okay, great. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. I was um, on nostalgia, just... this... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was. you can kick things off. I was just going to say, like, this has been, like, readily available in, in ample quantities around, like, when I was in university and stuff. And um, there's some pretty good memories tied to it. Like, if you go out... Um, Pretty much anywhere on campus you can get this. It's typically a tall boy, super cheap. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan. I gotta say, the nostalgia overall, I'd give it like a a seven five. Like I don't have any like over like whelming experiences tied to this, but I do like I'm quite fond of it. Yeah, I'm I have very little nostalgia about this. Like I remember one of my friends was like really obsessed with this beer when we went to the bar and I kind of whatever I kind of sorry dissipated from it so really up until now this is kind of a new beer for me that I really tried and I can't believe that I've been missing out on this but I would say that I used to have a bunch of rolling rock glasses in my they have collection the, they have the best swag in the summer I was just about to say the same with the t-shirts and the box and stuff like and the bottle openers the yearly bottle openers every May 2-4 yeah yeah, the green glasses. Like, um, you can either get the clear with like the green writing no, on it, but I had like no. yeah, the green, green glass. Yeah, I have the green glasses. But anyhow, I was going to touch on something you said about May two four in Western Canada. They only know it as May long. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh yeah. yes. Sorry, the first time that be like, oh, two four. It also yeah, snows but- every weekend or every May long. So like if you're going to go camping and you always do, it's guaranteed to snow. Or our American nice one I can remember. For our American or international audience, uh, it, it refers to a Victoria Day weekend. Uh, commonly, uh, some I don't think it usually falls on May 24th, but it's usually just called colloquially 2-4 because it's like 2-4 beer. And sometimes that does fall on the 24th of May. It's the May long weekend that you're yeah. getting drunk. Yeah, to celebrate yeah. Uh, a former monarch who's been long dead for like 200 years or 100 years. Yeah, or so. pretty much. Yeah. You know the old but, yeah. Queen Victoria? Her. <laughs> yeah, the first one. But anyhow, I'd like to say, I'd like to say just for nostalgia, I'm going to give it a six point. I want to give it a seven, but I know that I'm going to have to give it a 6.5. That's great. And uh, just for reference, like we typically, like if we don't do anything or have anything tied to it, like a five is a zero. Well, I not necessarily. Bad. I think if you have bad memories about something. Oh, bad. You, bad can go down. Then, right? yeah, if you have beer trauma, down. maybe it goes down. Yeah. yeah I've I had agree, a couple yeah. of negative ones. <laughs> can, we just, can, we, can we reverse score things? Yeah. Uh, um, 
Cool. Um, this beer, um, it's an interesting beer. It's it's very much like almost like the sister or brother beer to like PBR in the same way that like um, mm -hmm. it has it's an old beer. It has like a long tradition kind of association like blue collar, like this beer came out of Pittsburgh, out of Steeltown. And uh, now it's kind of had somewhat of a revival. It's associated with like college campuses, much like PBR, and it's kind of uh, viewed that way. Um, likewise, with as Alex said, I've had this beer before on campus a few times. I don't really have any many personal experiences with it the same way I do with like Keith's and stuff. However, as, as Tom alluded to, he had mentioned the angry video game nerd and growing up watching those videos, like the angry video game nerd, he'd always have like the drinking the bottles of Rolling Rock and then like it would be part of his skits and stuff like that. And like as like a as like a young kid and like and like later like a teenager, like I used to watch those videos all the time. And so like I, I knew about Rolling Rock before like I was even drinking beer and stuff. Like I just knew it from that. And like uh, I always whenever I think of Rolling Rock, I just think of that. And like that's why I think of the bottles too, because I just remember him just slamming the bottles and like throwing them and stuff like that so um i do like the beer and i like some of the stories around it and the culture of it but i don't have like many personal experiences with it like i do with one of the beers we're going to be mentioning later this episode uh but i'm going to give it a, a six okay great i'm going to give it a modifier for sure like i think this I'm, is just like i was oh, pleasantly yeah. impressed i am so impressed by this this definitely gets the modifier I'm going to give it a modifier as well, too. I like it. Ooh. Great. Nice. I'm liking it. So, let's, I've already finished my beer. That was I, fucking fantastic. Yeah, I still I too. I, oh, I'm still I drinking gonna... my shit. Okay, give me a sec. We can keep chatting. The audience likes... No, I just... So. Yeah, no, I didn't I'm just doing the math yeah. anyway, so... I was yeah, just right. Shout to... out to um, our domestic pints only analytics department. Um, you know, much like we have a PR department to address, um, you know, any um, issues that are you know, our audience cares about. We have an analytics department that does the deep dive and the crunching and, you know, checks our statistics and numbers. We have a very advanced algorithm here uh, to determine our beer scores and our uh, algorithm expert, Alex, is currently uh, plugging away and determining um, our final numbers. As I like to try to finish this departments, I am available. <laughs> yeah, the sads right now are like, what's analytics? <laughs> 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 like, can we even hire anyone right now? Do we have enough money? Oh, man. Sorry, Eugene, if you're listening, I love you. Please, um, you know, Give me a shout out. Oh, take it to heart, Eugene. I'm wearing a sense jersey as we speak. It's not going to be on the podcast, but I'm wearing one. Oh, so. fuck, whatever. Oh, Eugene Melnick probably doesn't even know how to work a podcast. Okay. Um, all right. So, so yeah. ne next Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So You got her, John boy. Okay. The next beer is a really cool one. This one is called Steam Whistle. Um, and as, as again, as I mentioned, I'm really partial to the, the bottles for these beers and tom is actually holding the bottle right now it actually looks I got, very i got Sorry, fucked go over on this because i ordered a can i thought i was getting a can and they gave me a bottle and i was kind of disappointed yeah although it's funny because i always like growing up like uh, eventually getting into like university i always kind of mixed up steam whistle and rolling rock because they look very similar to the bottles yeah that's what i was saying in the pre my previous statement like how like the color scheme is very the same as other beers such as steam whistle but you can tell by the way that the font is and how Steam Whistle's logo is pretty much pretty easily recognizable. Yeah, and this beer, um, the history of this beer, this beer uh, started out around 2000. Actually, the, it was planned a couple of years before. Um, a former, former brewers that came from working in Upper Canada Lager, after that company had sold, they decided to go independent. They uh, formed Steam Whistle. Um, the uh, brewery was opened uh, in the Roundhouse, which, um, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, just near Union Station in Toronto. It's an old 
a railway roundhouse where they used to, you know, if you know roundhouses, this is a spot where they put the trains and do maintenance and fixes. Uh, that's now become like a park in the city, a public park. It's actually, they also have like a, a train museum there. They have old trains and they have like kind of, I think it's been designated as like a historical site, uh, if not municipality wise, certainly even Canada wide. Um, but now, you know, that's where the name comes from, Steam Whistle. So it's, allusion, it's sort of alluding back to its mm-hmm. its roots in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> I think Thomas the Tank Engine, like that. <laughs> All right, so Roundhouse Park is where they have this brewery. Um, this beer is well known for its uh, for its green aesthetic. It's also a Pilsner. And uh, it's kind of funny because, you know, this is a, a quite a popular beer, but you actually, when, you, when you're looking around for it, at least here in Ontario, you have to look in the craft section because... Um, this is still an independently owned beer. It's not owned by Molson or, or, or Miller or anyone else or any of the big conglomerates. So it's still independent. So it's still technically listed as like a craft beer. And they actually, um, you know, um, this has been kind of their, their standout beer, the green, uh, the green kind of designed uh, steam whistle Pilsner. But as of um, in the last few years, they've actually expanded and, and then sort of started to do more beers. So I think in, in, uh, in 2019, they actually for the first time created a pale ale. It's, it's, it's got a blue can. So if you're at the store, you see like steam whistle blue. Uh, that's their pale mm-hmm. ale though they've also recently done i think a few others like an amber ale and they like, also have uh, a seasonal now that i yeah, saw exactly so so they've been kind of getting on like the you know they're kind of classified as like a craft brewer sort of not really because they're independent but they've only really done this one but now they're kind of getting into more of the craft scene um but yeah um, it's a little bit of history so 2004 um um, that's when they kind of started doing like their, I think that was the year they started doing their little bottle opener thing. As I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode, they do every, every, uh, year around, um, the May long weekend for Victoria day, they do like a little, uh, vintage bottle opener they give away and people like to collect them. There's kind of a community around them. As, as Tom mentioned, uh, uh, much like Rolling Rock, there's a lot of like fun merch and stuff with uh, steam whistle as well too. Um, and, and it's been mostly in Ontario, but I think in 2005, they first uh, started to pop up in Alberta and, and over the last decade or so they now expanded to all the provinces so i think this beer is probably pretty available at a lot of um different provinces you might have to buy a pack like uh, my friends did but otherwise it's 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 pretty available um do you guys have anything you want to mention about this beer before we get into the the can or the not necessarily rather? i want to save what i have to say for nostalgia purposes so um i guess we can get into let's talk about the can and- about, yeah or bottle whoever whichever you have yeah, so I, this is very important to note. Uh, again, like the bottle of the steam whistle looks very much like Rolly Rock. It looks a little bit different. The can, also similar to Rolly Rock, similar color. It's more of like a matte, almost like a matte green. It's more of like a, it's not like a shiny yes. green. It's more of like it's, a soft green. It's darker a bit, I'd say. But um, mm-hmm. something that I, I honestly have a bit of a grievance about, for some reason, they put these weird like foil labels in the top of the can with like the steam like whistle, the steam uh, the logo. whistle logo and uh, like literally when I bought this it already fell off so I was just kind of keeping around for the sake of like this podcast uh, but it just seems like it's a waste of plastic or like you have to just take it off and then it's just a normal can so I don't know why they do that it's a waste of like resources and you know if you're it's made of aluminum probably... do you know yeah. why it's because of the Italian soda craze that they have the tin foil on top oh so they just were, like... I forget the reasoning behind it it's supposed to be like a sanitary thing that like no one's touched where your mouth has been is going. I That's see. why. So they're the only one who care about that. No other beer company ever that I've ever seen does this foil on top of the beer. Maybe the craft scene does, but none as big as this company does that. So um, mm-hmm. I honestly am not a big fan of that. But otherwise, the can it, it's fine. They've recently re kind of re rebranded. Um, 
it looks okay. I kind of prefer the old typeface logo, um, but it's otherwise that the it's kind of a plain can. They do have kind of an icon where they have the logo of the Steam Whistle Brewery, and they have they mention the roundhouse in Toronto, and they have like a little maple leaf saying uh, "independently brewed." And but otherwise, um, it's, it's it's sort of more minimalist. But they do have sort of I would like to see like a little mention of like. They give like a little spiel saying a steam whistle is one of the only remaining pilsners in the world that still adheres to the standards of the Bavarian Purity Act of 1516. We brew using only pure spring water, malted hops, sorry, mal malted barley hops and yeast. They even have this little silver pure pilsner. I don't know if it's an award or if it's a self-awarded award. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but um, otherwise, I, I think it's kind of a cool looking can, albeit it's not very sexy or exciting. Um, I'll give my score after. What, what do you guys think about this can? I'm bored. Like I'm not gonna lie. I'm, uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on, Alex. No, you go. Ahead, you go ahead first. I'll finish. No, I was gonna say like I like the logo. I like the color. It yeah. is very minimalistic. Judging by just by my bottle, it's because there's not a whole lot that you can do around it. What? But I like how they kind of like. It's like painted on the logo. Yeah. It's kind of nice, and it's I do like somewhat. It. Yeah, it's really. I kind of like this, but. It is kind of plain. This it's, is like what I think this was like the original like logo that they've done though. Since yeah. they, so I want to give my score just off the hop, just to get it out of the way. I'm sure. giving this a seven. Cool. Cool. I, I'm kind of bored here. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really see much going on. It is minimalist, and I I understand that. I the one thing I do like on the bottle at least is they kind of give like a like a photo or sorry, like the drawing of what the building looks like. Yeah. And having been there in Toronto, I think that's kind of cool. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm going to come in with a 6.5. I'm just, yeah. I mean, it's classic. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think um, there's anything worth overly worth mentioning. Sorry, some um, whistle fans. I'm going to be more optimistic. I like, again, I, I very much like growing up and, and as a young adult, I kind of always mixed up steam whistle and rolling rock because they look very similar. Like the cans are a little bit different in terms of like the, the color of the can, but the bottles look very similar. I like that steam whistle has kind of the unique green bottle, uh, much like rolling rock. It makes it stand out amongst the, like um, the Molsons and, and, uh, and um, Labats of the world. Um, I do think it's kind of cool that it, they don't have that cryptic, like, uh, you know, something that Alex Jones would obsess over, like, what's this 33 number? Um, it's just like a normal can that has a little bit of history and an insignia and, and like, mentioning of a, its independent roots. But um, I do think it's Alex. like a cool, cool looking can. Um, I'm going to give it just a 7.5. It's it's cool. It's nice looking. Cool. Alex great. Jones, yeah, we need answers about the 33. Yeah, um, Alex Jones, if you're listening, uh, you reach back out to us about the 33 designation. Uh, check it out. Please, please fill in our email or send us an email with uh, with the details. DM us. DM <laughs> We're gonna get some weird emails from QAnon people. <laughs> yeah, we need to know. <laughs> All right. QAnon, so. if you're bored, you need something to do, email us, and uh, maybe we'll read it. I don't know. Maybe. Are you ready All to right. crack this? Oh yeah, we gotta crack this? them open. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Ace Smart, shut up. All right. Do I count down? I'll, I'll count yeah, down. Yeah. Beer. All right. Five. Four, three, two, one. Crack them. Very satisfying crack, I will say. Um, I had a don't good take quaff, that out of context. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had I had some really quality San Francisco crack. I will say one thing that I'm I know about Steam Whistle from having it a couple of times is it has a very unique smell. Not overly oh, yeah? a fan of it. I could notice it the second I even crack the bottle. Oh, God, that is pungent. Yeah. 
Um, I, I like it a lot. I like the Pilsner that that smell of it. No, oh, it's very like yellowish. For it. Kind of more yeah. of a yellow, golden kind of color. Yeah, it. it's more like a mustard, like a Dijon mustard. Dijon mm-hmm. mustard, and the head is staying. For not sure. grainy like, though. It's just not like a not as Dijon. carbonated. It's not like that Rolling Rock Lager. It's very um. It's yeah, it's less carbonated, but the head's sticking around though. That has um. Mine poured with almost filter. no head. I have to say, maybe it's just the beer. Yeah, I, I had mi- I had minimal head, as I should say, but it's sticking around though. Um, let's see how it tastes. What do you guys think? I'm not a huge fan of the aftertaste. It's quite bitter. And like, I mean, I think it's just an acquired taste. Like, cause some Pilsners are like very like mild tasting, but I find this one does have that bitter aftertaste. Yeah, definitely. It's more of like a sharper aftertaste, which honestly I kind of like. Like I drink my coffee black, so I'm like, this tastes fine. <laughs> I too drink coffee black, but I don't drink coffee often anymore. So do either of but... you guys have taste buds then? <laughs> Well, no, I love. <laughs> I always said you have to have taste buds. If you I lost those black years coffee. ago. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, what but kind anyhow. of what's your, what kind of are you like a coffee snob then, or are you just like an any coffee no. black? Uh, oh, no, I usually have like half a sugar sometimes if it's bad okay. coffee. I always drink black. I, I mix it up between like Folgers and like really fancy coffee. I like all coffees. I'm a coffee. You know, I drink demi coffee sexual. Yeah, no, I drink I coffee in volume. I don't need that anymore in my life. <laughs> We're like talking about coffee halfway through the state segment. Yeah. But okay, what do you think of the beer? Um, <laughs> it's we said it's a little bit bitter. Do you have any other thoughts on it? I I think it's it's I okay. Fu- I, I found the initial sip was very forward and bold in taste, and. I, I took a second sip and it, it kind of went away. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. I, I'm drinking it now and I have like no real much of a. Yeah, it's not very front front facing. It kind of tastes as kind of bland. I'm not gonna lie, this beer. I mean, yeah, I I agree. Sorry, that's no, all. Like, yeah. like drinking right. this, I'm like, it has like a very bland pilsner taste to it. It doesn't taste like refreshing. I don't get any real exciting flavor profile. I don't know. It's just like your typical Pilsner. You can buy the Molson Pilsner, and I think you'd be better off with that. Yeah, we were very positive on the Molson Pilsner. Yeah, Pilsner, no, that's I for agree. Sure. I think this is like an acquired taste, right? Like this is their. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the domestic Pilsner version of a craft beer. Like, I think that's what they're yes. trying to achieve and have that like kind of unique flavor profile. And really like, it yeah. even says that it's a premium Pilsner on the, on the label. If you yeah. have to say, if it's it premium, says premium, it's good. <laughs> exactly. And Brava says it's a premium lager too. So yeah, just remember that. Yeah. I'm very susceptible to, to marketing that says that. So I'm like, okay, it's good. It yeah. It's good. I, so it has to be good. I don't know. All right, like, let's get I mean, scores. I, this has kind of grown on me a bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Sip. The like first talk... sip was the first sip was not good. I'll tell you that. I'm, right I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give a score. I'm just going to give it a seven. I, I like it more than blue. Honestly, like it's very tasty. I would take this over blue. Um, it's not um, my again. Like we just had Rolling Rock. I think I might think a Rolling Rock over this. I do like my lagers a little bit more than my Pilsners, but I do like this beer. I think it's fine. Um, but if I had to pick a Pilsner, I would probably just pick Pilsner Pilsner. So. But otherwise, it's it's nice, and I like it. And I'm interested to try some of the other um, Steam Whistle beers because they're pretty new on the market. So anyways, that's getting off off topic. What do you guys think, score-wise? I'm going to give it 
I'm giving it a six. I think this is drinkable, but it's nothing exciting. I don't feel like this is something to brag about, like considering this is like a domestic craft beer. I thought yeah. it have a little bit bigger flavor in some areas. I think this is just bland, really. It's drinkable. Like it's not horrible, but I think I kind of expected more. Coming off from the Rolling Rock, which I was like totally surprised of, that tasted phenomenal compared yeah. to this. So yeah, I'm giving it a six. I'm following your lead and going with a six as well. Like I just, if I'm at a bar and there's like 20 beers on the menu, I will not order this. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I just won't. I, I mean, like, and I do have some positive experiences having this beer in settings where like it basically was the only beer available. Of course I'll have it and I'll be fine with it. But um, it's also like 20 bucks for a six pack, give or take two. Like it's, um, it's a pretty high price point for something that I'm not overly into. Like, I wouldn't like seek it out, I would say. But yeah, yeah I mean, like, like I, overall, like just on, yeah. on taste alone, it I like if I had like my second and third sip tasted like the way it would, I'd give it a seven. But the first sip was just so bad and like the aroma and all of that stuff. I'm I'm going in with a six too. Yeah, I kind of expected a little bit more from this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I am quite would... glad I ordered pizza on skip the dishes just so that I would only have one of these beers. <laughs> yeah. I, I did this exact same thing. Both me and Alex ordered off skip the dishes, but mm-hmm. we both okay, were surprised so, to get a bottle. So we got our scores in. we got, uh, you guys got six. I got seven. I, I think I might like spear a little bit more, but otherwise and nostalgia wise, um, this beer is not a beer I have a lot of stories with. However, um, this was a very popular beer, beer that kind of blew up. I feel like kind of as we were coming of age. And so I would see this beer often at like around university bars and, and bars in the city. And, and I knew people who like were really into drinking this beer. And frankly, like going to Toronto, if you're like a person going to Toronto, it's very recommended to go to the Steam Whistle Brewery. They're like the most popular. I mean, they're still technically like an independent beer company there if you're talking about craft beer in toronto they're probably the number one even though like you you're, if you're going to toronto you're thinking of like uh, uh bellwoods you're thinking about like godspeed about left uh, or all the other ones like the east side of uh, town but um steam whistle they've got that iconic location i mean talk about like a, an amazing brewery location like right at the heart of toronto right by the cn tower and at the roundhouse and um, I do like their merch. It's I, I, again, it's tricky because I feel like I, I always just mix up Rolling Rock and Steam Whistle because of the green aesthetic they have great design. Merch. Even the merch, no, yeah, like do. their merch is amazing. Their marketing is really great. Um, I really the like, lunch boxes that you get a six pack yeah. of beer in, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like their yeah. kind of industrial kind of aesthetic, and um, again, I actually think yes. the beer is quite good. Um, I'm gonna just say nostalgia wise, I don't have a lot of personal stories with this beer. I feel like this is a beer where I've been in a bar and someone's like, "I'm gonna get a steam whistle," and I'm just like, "Okay," <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "I'm drinking like Keith or something." <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so like you like, do you. I'm gonna get like, something else. <laughs> it's like if you don't want to be like too crafty or you don't want to have like something totally exotic and like import wise, and you just want to have something something that's like a little bit craftier than like a normal like bud molson labat blue you're like oh i'll get a steam whistle but i i do think it's fine and i don't have a lot of personal connections to this beer but um i do enjoy a lot of the merch around it i think like the the actual marketing and like kind of the history of the beer is really interesting it's a very like if we're talking about like non-mainstream like corporate huge corporate beers like labat molson like this beer is probably one of the most famous and long-standing popular independent beers we're going to get to our next beer which is sort of in that same realm um i'm going to give it uh i'm going to give it a 6.5 
It's not a bad score for nostalgia. I want to kick things off. And my nostalgia is that I have been to the brewery. Yeah. And I went there when I was about maybe 13. And I went Just there. Just slinging my dad, beers the whole time. <laughs> so, so get Just this. Everybody in the club. You <laughs> served an underage person, Steam Whistle. Wow. <laughs> Put him on blast. But anyhow, I had a great time at the tour. Like, it was really nice to see how like, things. That was the first brewery that I ever went to as a and um, I walked away with an actual steam whistle, train whistle. No way, really? Yeah, I have. Wow. One. I've got one and of those like too. Yeah, the it's like the wooden train whistle. Like, oh yeah, I have one of those as a kid from the Toronto Zoo. It's like, it's like a wooden yeah. like. Oh that's yeah, nice. I, it, yeah, but I have a steam whistle one that I got when I was thirteen. I was a teenager, but my my dad. I want to just kind of touch on this. My dad always said like. You can drink beer at whatever age under supervision, in my opinion, in his opinion. So him saying, like, oh, don't worry, it's okay, because I said it's okay, didn't really mean anything in reality. Because we went to the brewery, he's like, here, have some. I'm like, no, dad, like, I can't. Like, they'll get, like, charged. And he's like, don't worry. I said it's okay. And, like, looking back, I'm like, just because you say it's okay, doesn't make it okay. Dad, dad law does not supersede, like, real law. Yeah. Just for, you know, saying, but... In memory of Russell, this is for him. Hell yeah. Shout out. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a show for nostalgia. Like, that kind of had, like, a really good sentimental... You gotta rate me. that high, yeah. You gotta go. Yeah, if you give it a seven, I'm gonna be like, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it a 7.5. <laughs> But for nostalgia, because like, again, like this was, it's still like kind of a basic beer. Honestly. It's only really recently they've kind of really started to do crafty things. They've just, they've, yeah. they, they're one of the few breweries that's like, we, we, we have this one Pilsner and it's this beer and like this yes, is what we're going to roll with for over 20 used, years almost. Yeah. It used to just be this beer. That's yeah. it. That for was a long shit, time. Yeah. Like, there was a woman at the brewery tour. She told me her job was just to sit in front of a lighted x-ray machine and watch the bottles go by. You couldn't even get these in cans at one point. It was strictly bottles. Yeah, just the bottles. And she would sit there and x-ray to see if there's any contaminants inside of the bottle. Yeah, for our audience at home who can't see, like I, I kind of said, like it's very much like Rolling Rock. Like the bottles look almost identical. Like I mean, the design and logo and, and shit like that's different. But if you're an American who knows Rolling Rock and Rolling Rock beer bottles, um, it, Steam Whistle looks very much like that. It's it's very similar. Yeah, it's got the same color scheme. So yeah, yeah. I'm giving it a seven point five nostalgia. What about you, Alex? You know what? I don't have a I don't have a rush story, but I'm going in with a seven only because yeah, I've been. Um, I traveled a lot for work when I lived in Ontario and Porter airlines only served steam whistle. Like there was no other option. Are at you the time. kidding they're me? Like, they're like, for we Porter? have steam whistle. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But now, not now even... they have new craft options and stuff, but it's not even Stella Artois. Damn. That's literally I... a budget airline. That's I... serving this. I know. Now they have other stuff, I believe, but I was that was like early days of Porter. Like it was a big deal that they had steam whistle on board and like half half bottles of wine and stuff for like thirty minute flights. <laughs> oh, sorry, because uh, it predominantly Porter Airlines just goes from Toronto to Ottawa or Toronto to Montreal. Yeah, yeah. that's it. 
But now they fly to like New Brunswick and stuff too, and it's just like, yep, they've got the free flowing uh, steam whistle. So that's kind of what I remember predominantly was just kind of the work travel piece. But I have been to the brewery, um, and it's a nice spot. It's close to Rogers Place and stuff. It's just it's a it's one of those things where like it's like going to the Keith's brewery or going to see Moosehead or something like once you, like you have to go if you're in town, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I just, I have some positive experiences with it. It just, yeah, I think it's just being on a plane and they're like, Oh, would you like some fancy beer in a, uh, in a bottle? <laughs> I don't mind that. So yeah, I'll give it a seven. And um, cool. maybe I'll just move right on to the modifier. I don't, yeah. I'm not giving this one. I honestly think nope. the price point of this beer for what you get is, is not worth it. Nope, I'm not I, giving it the modifier either. You know what? I actually am going to give it the modifier. I, I like this good. beer. I like how popular it is. I, I think it's a good beer and Tom's like touching family story history behind it really inspired me. And uh, I'm going to give it a modifier. I think it deserves it. It's a good beer. Oh, I'm not, not going to lie. That was an awesome trip to Toronto. Like I stayed at the, the Renaissance hotel, which is part of what at the time was part of the sky dome. So like Dang. that weekend I went, wow. I went, I saw the Argos game. I saw the Jays play the same. Yeah. Weekend. Where the Argos used to play at the sky dome. Yeah. So like I saw that that same weekend and I got to go down to the Steam Whistle Brewery. Like, I'm not going to lie. And then I went to Sam Sam, the record man store. Yes, yes. Oh, nice. oh my God. Legend. Like, I just think that's like, I think yeah. Steam Whistle kind of like fits in with that. Like when you go to Toronto, you kind of have to go see that. Like that's pretty lie. much, if I went to a Raptors game, that'd be the, like the most Toronto trip ever. My, like, my first, to, yeah, my, sorry, sorry, go on. I was just saying like pretty much just, like if you that's like one things that you do when you go to toronto if you've never been to toronto before like us coming from ontario like it wasn't really a big deal but it was like toronto is like kind of like its own little self-centered city that they don't they kind of you don't have to leave toronto if you live in toronto yeah for sure yeah the the steamers like brewery it's like an iconic part of the city and uh you unlocked the yeah. core memory. I saw my first ever CFL game was at the Sky Dome in 2002. And the funny thing was, Tony Hawk was performing there at halftime. He did like a what? thing. What? Just rolled out and, a half pipe or what? And um, yeah, they had like a big half pipe up and they had like some Ford 2002 truck that drove up and it was like a marketing thing. But I remember also it was um, the launch of Pepsi Blue in Canada. So everyone got a free Pepsi what? Blue. What? That tasted like cotton candy? Yeah, it was like a weird like fruit punchy type like pop that wasn't even I just want to say. Pepsi. Yeah. Did Tony Hawk pull off the 900? Uh, I don't, and we know it was literally like what, like 18 years ago, but yeah, sure, he probably did. <laughs> well, that's what Tony Hawk was like, really. I Do always, I- when I kind of think of Tony Hawk, I think of when he pulled off the 900. Yeah. Which is, if you don't know, I think know, he was phoning it two, in. He three, was just going like, whoop, whoop, plus whoop. a 180. <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like everyone has good memories with the Sky Dome. I stayed at that Renaissance yeah. Hotel too. It wasn't a game day, but I had like one of those rooms that like went right, like you could open your window and yeah. it would be the field. So I just like hopped yeah. out and sat in the bleachers for a bit. Yeah. Fun fact if you do stay at the Renaissance Hotel there, you could actually go down to the bar and have a closer view of the stadium. Oh, oh cool. Interesting. Yeah, because that's what my dad did. He's like, fuck staying with my family. I'm getting hammered drunk. <laughs> a man of the pod. A uh, real connoisseur. Yeah, yeah. A real uh, DPO can really relate to this. Um, Again, this is like prime Russell moments. Prime Russell. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. He said it was okay, so it's fine. <laughs> 
So that was Steam Whistle. <laughs> Onward to uh, our next beer, Moosehead. All right. So awesome. moving into Moosehead, um, this is kind of a unique beer. It's from St. John, New Brunswick. I was actually born there. Um, I stayed there for a year. I didn't. I didn't have any beers Congrats. before I moved. I was like a kid, but. Um, yeah, it's like Canada's oldest independent brewery. Um, it was founded in 1867, founding in Canada, same year. Still privately owned and operated by the Olin family, and the company is now in the sixth generation of ownership. Um, it's really the last independent major brewer in Canada. So Steam Whistle does have that sort of um, same piece as well, but Moosehead is like much more broadly known by volume and all of that stuff. They're a global beer Um and yeah, they're the largest independent uh, brewer, union made beer, all of that stuff since uh, Molson and yeah. Budweiser and all of those have kind of been sold to other places. Um, yeah, in 1931, the symbol of the moose came into existence um, when they launched Moosehead Pale Ale. Um, after the success of that beer, they changed their name to Moosehead Breweries in 1947. Um, people really like to steal this beer, which is kind of funny. Like, uh, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of cases yeah, where it's people, been ripped off in like Mexico and stuff. Yeah, it's honestly, Very it reminds odd. me of those like scenes in Breaking Bad where they just like come up to the truck and just like <laughs> shoot it up and like leave. Um, as, as a truck driver, I could say that that does happen to people, believe it or not. But this kind of reminds me more of like the maple syrup heist that happens in Canada. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's what this kind of reminds me of, but continue, Alex. So just two two stories we have here. In August 2004, a truck driver that was moving 50,000 cans of Moosehead to Mexico uh, to a supermarket, he disappeared with the beer, and they just left the, a, like an empty truck in, uh, in New Brunswick. Smart man. <laughs> but the labels were written in Spanish, so they were able to track it down because I think people were trying to just sell this contraband in Canada, and like you can't just like – Go and buy Spanish labeled beer in Canada. <laughs> this moosehead. Yeah, might tip off a few. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, moosehead. And in, uh, in yeah. 2007, two trailers like with a combined over 100,000 uh, units, like cans and bottles, were stolen in Mississauga. Um, they, I mean, they found the guy in charge. Of them. They, they, I don't know if this beer has tracking chips in it or something, but it seems like all these people try and rob the beer um and then it's evident like it's found afterwards so um the the interesting piece about this one is um the olin family is uh, like the past decade has had a really um newsworthy sort of um following so essentially there was a former moosehead vp richard olin that um uh, how do I say this without getting in trouble on a podcast? Allegedly I mean, murdered. Like he was allegedly murdered by his son in 2011. I mean, and his son was yeah. charged with murder and he was, uh, there was a trial that lasted years. So essentially um, his son was sentenced to life in prison in 2015 with no possibility of parole for at least 10 years, but one year in. So in October, 2016, after he'd been to jail for a while, um, the New Brunswick Court of Appeal overturned his conviction based on a, a bunch of errors made by the judge, the cops, um, mainly the judge on his instructions to the jury about whether or not he'd lied about what he was wearing the night of the murder. But um, so in terms of the whole like trajectory here, uh, the father murdered in 2011, the son sentenced in 2015, um, 2016, they overturn it and he's, just, he's out while they're going through this retrial. 
in July 2019, he was actually found not guilty. So what? he's totally he's totally free. So there's a number of police investigations that went on about mishandling of evidence. Just a couple of pieces for people who are interested in kind of like the true crime. This podcast. is now a true crime podcast. This is serial. Yeah, so just just like here, hear this out. Officers <laughs> use the bathroom, like officers use the bathroom on the crime scene for two days before dusting for prints. And then searching for any other forensic evidence. They touched other parts of the scene like door handles without testing for prints. They didn't take photos of the alley on site until three years after the murder. What? And uh, they didn't interview people. This is like Keystone like, Cops like, shit right here. They didn't interview witnesses for 18 months. And like even after he was murdered, the, the blood spatter expert, he, he came from a different city and it took him four days to get there. And by the time he got there, the scene was totally contaminated. So it's probably the same guy from the staircase, for those of you who watch the staircase documentary. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> wow. There's like a there's a book in the works. There's a documentary. Wow. It's yeah, fun to there read about, has to be, be there has to be a documentary about this. Netflix, do your thing. Yeah, come on. If you can yeah. make another uh, staircase documentary, you can make a Richard Olan murder. If you can talk about a very homosexual tiger person, you could do this. A tiger well, like, person, like a humanoid tiger, well, like no, a Tony like the, the Tiger, tiger King. King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This really, like this is a, this is a, like a, a damn works. It's like if they have like a Longmire that's about these small town cops and stuff. This is a small town that had a small town police detachment that totally botched an investigation. If, if they can make a podcast <laughs> on fucking GameStop stock, they can make a podcast yeah. around fucking Chef on Richard Olin. Oh, rest in peace, uh, Richard Olin. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty and, interesting uh, story. Yeah. yeah, Dennis and everyone keep your head in a swivel. <laughs> yes, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Jesus. Anyhow, let's look at the uh, ball. Anyways, the can. Yeah, here. Um, Do you have um, a can, John? Yeah, I've got a can. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we set, we I can get a. I have can. a bottle. So I have a I bottle just, as well. And one thing to note right off the top is this is not the moosehead that I remember. This is like um, a new kind of rebranding. I think re-branded, in the past five yes. years. Yeah, yeah, they've redone it. This this looks I'll be very honest. cottage style. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the rebrand. I like the old logo. The, like the old, old one was style. better. I agree. I, yeah, and I think I, that I, I will disagree. I think okay. this one is better. Fair enough. Do you know why? Because I think this reminds me of Crack Canoe, which is I think a subsidiary of it's moosehead. A, it's a moosehead beer. Oh yeah. yeah. It has a, the old Minnesota Wild it. alternate logo yeah. in the color, like the cream white. And well, like the green. yeah, I, I kind of like think this is like I think this is like a Muskoka beer. Yeah, I do think the color combo is good. Like it's a nice. Yeah. Um, and, I like you know, the green. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard uh, to really give an objective like answer because I love the old logo and design so much. I'm like on this shit on the new one, but like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I actually like the moose kind of drawing on it. I think it's it's pretty cool. But I think overall, like, I do enjoy the old logo more. We don't really have much to say in terms of the bottles, though, because they're like there's just less writing on it than a can. So, what do you think, John? You probably have more. Um, yeah, the can, um, it has, um, I'm looking at it right now, it has, like, very similar to the beer bottle, it has, like, the same, like, the, the new, like, split between, like, the creamish green, white, and, like, the kind of very, very dark piney, dark green color in the new Moose logo. It's got the same thing, like, Moose Head. It mentions, like, established in 1867. Hey, that's the Confederation, maybe, uh, that's the same year. Yep. Um, Canadian Lager, on the back, it mentions, uh, Beer That Defies the Odds, Founded in 1867, we were born with Canada. Six generations later, we're the oldest independent brewery in the country. And that's true. As, as, as Alex mentioned, it's, it's 
the most it's the biggest independent brewery in Canada. And there's a whole bunch of sort of beers released here in Canada that are American or otherwise that are under Moosehead label, like Alpine Lager, uh, Sam Adams Twisted Tea even is also under the Moosehead label. Um, Angry Orchard for the cider fans here. We might get into some ciders later, but um, the can is, it's it's an okay can. I like the color scheme. Again, it reminds me of like the old Minnesota like alts from like the 2010s, like the cream white yeah. and like the green with like kind of baseball style Minnesota wild logo. Um, it's I, the, honestly the can, like the, the 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 branding on it's kind of growing on me. Like I I went into this like I, I'm really partial to the old Moosehead design and logo and 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 branding, but I do think it's a pretty interesting looking can. I like it, um, but I don't think it's necessarily doing that anything's too exciting. But I like it a lot. I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I'm going with the same I- score. Yep. You're going to go 7.5. I might actually do the same thing, but I just hey. wanted to touch on. I wanted to touch on. I think the color scheme reminds me of the Milwaukee Bucks. That kind yeah, of yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, like the Bucks logo. Yeah, with Very the cream color. I I wanted to get a Cream City jersey to be honest because I have my Giannis jersey. I'm really pulling for Milwaukee. I hope you don't choke in the playoffs again this year. But I like the green. I like the sky. I like the new label. I really do. I think. Yeah, I, I'm watching. I'm looking at the beer labels, and I think they look kind of cool. I do like the old. It's growing on me. It's really like I feel like this is like kind of crafty, but like it just reminds me of like cottage beer. Yeah, it has and, like a classic like, style to it. Like three. I feel like this is like Muskoka beer in my. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, I also think that, that I could draw the moose now, which actually is a plus for me. I feel like I could do it. Hey Rocky! Hey there, Rocky! Hey, what are you Rocky. doing there? I'm a beer bottle there. <laughs> I'm extra terrible pod that. content, but all of my brother's <laughs> friends used to call me Bullwinkle. Really? Yeah, because they said like, "Hi, oh, strong like a bull, but dumb as a tractor." <laughs> yeah, so that's why I always <laughs> my my brother's friends still call me Bullwinkle when they see oh, me. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going to crack them, I guess. Yeah, or I'm a big fan of this one because it is a twist top, I have to say. Oh, it's it a, is a twist top. It, it's a twi- At least mine is. I'm pretty sure they all are, but um, I don't like having – I can never find a bottle open. I've got so. the only can here, so, okay, SMR, ASMR audience shout out. Uh, okay, Alex, count us down. Three, two, one. Ooh. Ooh. I love hearing Twista. the, like, the cap. stick. Like, Oh, yeah, exactly. You want to hear the cap? We're, we're, you know, ASMR audience, thank you for listening. And we're trying to mix it up. We're going to have some bottles, some cans. You're going to get a nice varied uh, context of different types of, uh, you know, sensory sounds. The sounds yeah, we were talking before this episode sensory. started. This is probably the first bottled beer I've had at home in at least five years. They're just not very popular in Alberta. In Western Canada. I want to see just how this pours. I'm getting a very transparent That's pretty color. Foamy. I got like a, a little bit of foam. I got very little carbonation in mine. I find the yeah, colors same. the colors similar to Rolling Rock, but not as dark as um, Steam Whistle. As Steam Whistle. It's a longer, actually, mine's, so. mine's quite carbonated. It just took a minute to take off here. Mine is not that carbonated. I have minimal carbonation. The head is minimal. Well, not minimal, but medium. My, my head is lasting, and I got a big head too. I fucked with the core. So. It is lasting. Like this is sticking around. So um, it does have a smell, kind of not like a shadow to stick around. Smell, but... I always forget to smell this because I don't think that's something that I usually do until I sip it. I want to say for odor, I think it is again more than Rolling Rock, but less than Steam Whistle. 
I agree. Let's this see is how it in between. No, I like this. It's not bad. Again, I think this is the happy medium between the two. Yeah, fair enough. I think if you I mean, want, like, t- for taste-wise, it's not as bold. I still think Rolling Rock is a little better, though, personally. But this same. isn't bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thrilled by it. Don't get me wrong. I still think there is quite a like an aftertaste. Not like steam whistle style aftertaste, but there is something there. It's like it still has that sort of bitterness. Um, Subtle. Yeah, it's not as bad. Like I don't mind it by any means. Um, but yeah, I I have to say um, I like it. This 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 takes me back. I'll get into it in nostalgia, but um, yeah, we all used to frequent a, a haunt that for some reason had ten dollar pitchers of moose heads. So this, really? is, this is what I I remember. Yeah. This is a tasty ass beer. I really like this beer. I like it more than <laughs> I've had this beer so much. We're gonna get into stories. Like um You were just you were just waiting for us to stop talking. So you could just come in and just like just swoop and be like, I gush. like this beer. I like the beer. I like the beer. No, it's 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 tasty. I, I think it has yes. like a when I take the initial sip, it's very smooth and very light. It's not as like forward facing as Rolling Rock. However, I did like Rolling Rock and and much like a lot like a lot of lagers, I like to just you know, you're crushing them. The first sip is cut. You get that beery taste, but then as you're drinking them and they're very pleasant. Um, I really enjoy Moosehead and we should probably mention like Moosehead, um, like American wise, like it's a very popular beer, even outside of Canada. Like if Americans have really? mentioned like American beer or Canadian beers, you know, like you got Labatt Blue, mostly Canadian, like Moosehead's probably the third or fourth. Like Moosehead's a very, um, for really? a time it was like a popular, uh, important beer in, in the U.S. Not so much now, but it still is a very like, when Americans think of Canadian beer, Moosehead comes up and, even in Canada, Moosehead's like a very, I, I kind of associate it in the same tiers like Labatt Blue and Molson Canadian and um, those type of beers. I, I, lo- I like the spirit. It's very tasty, very smooth, not much of a, the smell is very nice to it. It's just a nice, easy sipping lager. And I would take this over for freaking Canadian any day of the week. I like it. I'm going to oh, give understatement. it. Understatement. Uh, I'm giving it yeah, 8.5. Like it. 8.5. That's good. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give it 8.7. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't make the, no. the analytics department is struggling as is. We're a one man show. We can't, we can't, we can't put that in. Half points. Okay, are we're around down to eight point five. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? Well, for taste, I want to give this um, seven point five. I yeah, think this is it's it's a it's an. It's more than steam whistle, but again, it's less than bigger with Rolling Rock. Yeah, I gave Rolling Rock a nine, so I'm coming in at an eight with this. Like, I don't mind it, and I mean, I think it's really just is just over a midpoint between the two that I rated earlier. And like, um, I like this. I think there's a there, like it's it's a cottage beer. You said it like right off the top. Uh, like this is it's I, Muskoka. Yeah. Like you're outside. Yeah. In the sun, you want a couple of these, like it, yeah. Or it for, nice. for audio, Ottawa audience here in like the Algonquins, or you're just like in the, the northeast. Yeah, side. we should we should have like a provincial reference everywhere. You're in the Kootenays, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you're in the Finger Lakes. <laughs> I, I just wanted I just wanted to touch on for the Western Canada that doesn't know what the Muskoka is. It's a very high end cottage area that hockey players live in. Yeah, shout out Matt Sandine. Have you seen his in Muskoka? 
No, I, don't, I have no idea. I just know that the, the Muskoka Five, classic, Sundin, Tucker, yeah. uh, Caberlet, uh, McCabe or whomever. Like, have you seen it, though? It is phenomenal. A man can dream. Yeah, like you have to have Toronto Maple Leaf money. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Gene Melnick, shout steam out. whistles in there. Melnick, if you're <laughs> listening, I'm an Auto Centers fan. I would love if you could connect with me and, you know, um, help me. We can, uh, you know, co- co- collaborate. On if you have Shabbat's phone number or Kachuk's phone number, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I'm going to use this platform as a way to actually like try to get Melnick's attention. Uh, anyways, as John mentioned, we have a great analytics department. We really yeah, do. We do. Really if you're interested, I, I know. Uh, I know websites. No one guy. <laughs> Anyhow, let's go on. I want to touch on nostalgia. Hell yeah. That. I don't have much nostalgia with this kind of beer. This does remind me of, again, like cottage beers. One of my friends was saying like this and like crack canoe, which is pretty much Moosehead, is pretty much how you would describe cottage beer. So for nostalgia, I'm giving this a six. I just want to get that out of the way. That's fair. So, yeah, I am. I used to live around the corner from this sort of uh, dive bar. Sandy no. Hill, Ottawa, and they had uh, Sandy Hill Lounge and Grill, the Schlag. Yeah, exactly. Well, so they, they I had got ten dollars pitchers. So they have ten dollars pitchers of kind of like uh, standard fair beer. Formerly ten dollars pitchers. I don't think it's ten dollars anymore, but I mean, I just dated myself just speaking about it. I'm pretty sure. But... Yeah, Zoomers are like seething. They're like, pitchers are thirty bucks now. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, so they like... used to be ten dollars for oh, kind well. of the the regular like PBRs, things like that, and then they came in with this twelve dollar Moosehead. And we all like flocked to the Moosehead. We're like two extra bucks. This is great beer. And like, I mean, John, you can definitely speak to it. Like just having a couple of pitchers there. Tom, you were there, I'm sure for a bit. Yeah, too. Tom's like, like I don't have any memories. I'm like, you were here. The you schlag. were physically present. I totally of- forgot about that because we were pretty intoxicated. But I wanted to touch <laughs> on the Sandy Hill bar. I, my roommate, and I used to live in northern Alberta in a town called Lac-La-Biche, used to work at the Sandy Hill Bar. We probably know here. each other. Small world. Yes, we've met, I'm pretty sure my old roommate, Dylan, that you've met, we went to Banff together, or Canmore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, definitely. We, ga- like, I we honestly, gambled heavily there. Yeah, we went, we went to the uh, casino that night. That was good, yeah. But um, that place, $12 pitchers, great memories. Always had, like, the thing with, like, going to school there and being, like, two blocks away from campus, there was always... People that wanted to go out. I don't, I think yeah. I had half of my meals when I lived there for about like a year and a half or two years was just always, they had a, like a deal every day. Pretty good food. Yeah, and really, uh, really yeah. underrated food there. And the burgers were great. And I remember um, before like Sriracha like blew up, like culturally, I remember they had like bottles of Sriracha. It was the first restaurant I ever saw that had like Sriracha. On the like, table. Yeah, like, on, on the, the table. table. And I was like, what is this? And it was like around, it was like a year before, maybe the same year that like, sriracha was kind of oh yeah it exploded like the guy like outside of california where it originated or like it's actually an american like thing but like before it blew up it was like i remember like my first memories of sriracha as a sauce was like at at sandy hill andrew grill shout out sandy hill andrew grill if you're listening um i just wanted to say my dad sorry go on alex no i was gonna say my dad was an og sriracha fan like yeah. he used to get it at Costco before even when I was younger, like I was a child. 
once it got popular, they built like this huge facility and then they got a bunch of complaints because like people would walk outside and their eyes were hurt. (laughs) (laughs) My eyes! (laughs) Just on the writing on the ground, like crying. I gotta say, everyone has their own hot sauce. You choose Frank's, Valentina's. There's a Valentina shortage. Like we're really struggling out here because we can't even find it. Valentina's and uh, Sriracha are my two. And there's a time and a place for all of them. What did you say, John? What I feel like the chalupa or whatever. Is Chalupa's my with favorite. With the cork uh, top. Chalupa's yeah. good, yeah. too. But, like, you don't have sriracha wings. You have Mike's Red Hot Wings. Sriracha is yeah. kind of like an – it goes on everything. Yeah, it goes right? on, like, a pad thai like it's almost or, like, like, a noodle mix or something. It's yeah. just, like, hot sauce ketchup is how I describe it. You put it on everything. That's how my dad – he used to call it Thai ketchup. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like put on eggs. Yeah, it's very sweet. I mean, we're getting so more into sriracha, but – Oh my God! Uh, this beer, yeah, uh, Sandy Hill Andrew Grill. Um, visiting you and hanging out there because he lived like right around the corner. We used to go there a lot, grab food, watch. They had TVs there, watching hockey games, sports games, shooting the shit with our buddies. Um, maybe they'll want a guest on future episodes if you're a friend of ours who uh, we've uh, hung out with in the past. Mention us. We'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll connect to you. We'll vet your um, stories before you let well, before we let you on here. But um, um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this beer is really, um, I, I, I really like this beer. I have a lot of good experience with it. You know, like the $10 pitchers. When I think of $10 pitchers, it's, it's Moosehead. $12. And, $12. Uh, $12 pitchers. Okay. Um, some other notes. Um, Michael J. Fox and his autobiography. Um, apparently was talking to Jay Leno in preparation for the Jay Leno show for tonight's show and mentioned that this was his like favorite beer, the Moosehead Ale. That was his like go-to beer. And Moosehead actually shipped him a bunch of beer because of it. It was like a nice little marketing uh, bump. Um, again, this was a beer that used to be really popular in port in the U.S., but as of recent years, it's kind of fallen on the wayside. But uh, whenever I hear Mer- Americans talk about Canadian beer, Moosehead comes up. So I think like this is still a beer that they just kind of associate with Canada because, you know, Moose, kind of Canadian icon of animals or whatever, like beavers, mooses, you know, that sort of thing. I just, want, I just wanted to touch on, John, <laughs> that yeah. Michael, Michael J. Fox preferred Moosehead lager because he thought the American beer tasted like water. Hell Yeah. Yeah, he knows he knows we the do truth. We have full right? body beer here. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, yeah, uh, Moose is still a very popular beer. It's got about four percent market share in Canada, five percent in Ontario. Like, I mean, it sounds like a small number, but if you compare like all the beers out there, I'm pretty sure that's probably a fairly reasonable. Pretty big number. in Mexico, yeah. And as I mentioned, like uh, they Moosehead is the largest independent Canadian brewery. They've got like. Um, they're, when it comes to like imports coming into Canada that they're under the, the umbrella under, they got like Sam Adams, they got like um, a few ciders. I think they got Angry Orchards, like a really popular one. They're under that umbrella too. How can we forget the Halifax Mooseheads? Shout out to the QMJHL. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Jonathan Drouin. Shout out to um, Nathan McKinnon, uh, former Memorial. Did they win a Memorial Cup in Halifax? I think so. Um, uh, Halifax, possible. The, the man who was murdered that we mentioned earlier, he used to be the owner of the Halifax Mooseheads. That's where the, the Halifax Mooseheads <laughs> iconography comes from, comes from that association with um, Moosehead Brewery. And um, yeah, um, this beer is iconic. I love this beer. Whenever I'm like, have to go and buy like a case of beer, it's very, very rare that I, I buy like a two, four. Like I usually bought, if you're American, who doesn't know what a two, four means? It means a 24 pack of beer. Cause I know Americans have different lingo. Um, I usually just buy a couple of cans. I, I again, we're, we're, we're drinking beer from this podcast, but I very rarely have just like huge quantities of beer on me. Cause I don't just drink every day. Um, but um, if I have to buy a big pack of beer, Moosehead is like in my top five. I'm going to just buy like a reliable pack of beer. Like if there's like For bulk, 
yeah, for bulk, if, if, if I have to pick between like Canadian blue, I'm I'm picking Moosehead. Like, I, it's a frequent beer that I always pick. I I love that old logo. I used to like, you know, it's a great logo. The the sticker on it, the new one looks cool, but I have a, a, a real sentimentality with like the old logo and the old design, and it just makes me think of like university and like the first couple of years us going out and, and grabbing drinks and, and that sort of thing. So, man, nostalgia. I'm giving it a nine point five. Wow. Oh, nice. I oh, like yeah. it. Wow. So I'm, I'm giving it the modifier. I am. You are for sure. I assume, John, with that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's great. I'm going to give modifier. it as well. I actually really enjoy um, this beer. I think um, some things that I might have marked a little bit lower, like the bottle and stuff, doesn't necessarily relate to like how I've experienced the beer, like in pitcher form. And I think that... Uh, that needs to kind of be reflected. So that's what I went with. Um, but yeah, so I, I give it the modifier too. What I'm about you, Tom? Gonna, I'm not going to give it the modifier. I like this. I was, We're, it's like, honestly, everyone's kind of like going their own way today. It's very good. I don't like I when just, we agree. Why? <laughs> I don't like when we agree. I like to think that we kind of still have some common interests. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like quite honestly the way that i kind of see this is just like we're really like people are not going to have the same palette all the time and i think people will recognize like we like different kinds of beers and they'll just follow that you know what our crowd doesn't want group think they don't want a bunch of nannies who just want to pick like whatever you know the same score we're here to give you an objective unfiltered true facts and true information based on our own experiences and we're giving you varied information varied scores and i think you're better for it for listening to us yeah i i like how we have like a good array from like different taste profiles oh, and yeah. like kind of preferences i think we have a good with the three of us a good um variety yeah absolutely so why don't we get into the final scores here? The analytics department's been hard at work, and we've been oh, able yeah. to uh, come up with everything here. So for Rolling Good Rock, job. I think that was a that was a favorite of everyone. Um, John, I you liked gave it, it. A, yeah, John, you gave it a seven point five. Tom, yeah. you came in at a seven point eight, and I really oh. liked it, and I came oh, yeah. in at an eight point three. Whoa! So um, what's our overall? That puts us at a seven point nine for the beer. I would agree with that, honestly. Like, I think it was a good beer. Yeah. I liked it. I, think we that, I, I would have it up. Yeah. That's it. very fair. Um, on Steam Whistle, John, you came in at a 7.2. Tom, you came in at a 6.8. Okay. And I came in at a 6.5, which puts us at a 6.8. I, I think and that's And I fair. agree with that score. I think that's I, very fair. I was, I was definitely more positive than you guys. And, and Tom, you had, like, your really good, like, family and, and history connection to it. Um, I just think it's like a really like reliable. It's the reason why like they've had this one beer for twenty years. It's a really just reliable pilsner. It's a good beer. It's like yeah, I said, like it's drinkable. It's not oh, yeah. bad. It's just I don't think it deserves a higher score. And, and I'm excited to maybe try some of the the steam whistle crafty beers that have come out in recent years, like the pale ale. I guarantee, yeah, and the seasonal that they have out. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well yeah, future episodes. So yep. what was the final score for Steam Whistle? <laughs> Steam Whistle, we came in at a 6.8. Okay, sorry, that's fair. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the Moosehead score already. Just keep going, it's fine. I'm just Moosehead, like, John came in at an 8.7. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love. I, it's a good beer. It's like yeah, no, you clearly love it based yeah. on your nostalgia. It's you like wow, it's way above everyone else's score. No, we wow. had we had a good time. So it was 8. good 7 for John. Yeah. 7.0 for me, or sorry, for Tom, and uh, 7.3 for me. And that oh. puts us in at a 7.7. 7. So I think that's great. Rolling Rock. The system 7. works. Yeah, the system is like, there's you a guys reason that were we really into Rolling Rock, and I was not as much, but I still liked it. And, and the score is reflective of that. The system Yeah, works. and we want to, this is a well-rounded approach. So Rolling Rock is number one today, 7.9. Moosehead, number two at 7.7. And then Steam Whistle, which we all hated except John, comes in at a 6.8. So I think we're I think, actually very fair. I think we can all agree this was an improvement over the malts episode. My God. I, Are you kidding me? I'm not going to lie. I drank a stout and a lager before this episode. And <laughs> this was like a real... Like, I had to cleanse my palate because I didn't want anything yeah. that related this to this. This was a so, much more tasty episode than the last episode. Oh I did God. have to help paint a closet after the malts episode and I got half the paint over all over my body. So no, that was a... I uh Woo! yeah I had a I had a long <laughs> night before the malt episode even started so it was just a struggle from like the time we hit record so don't worry malts fans <laughs> there's more malts out there we'll try them at some point so yeah but um no that's good I think like we uh we landed on some pretty good ones here I would um I would have to say like the the greenies or the green boys whatever we called them they're pretty good like it was an episode no, no I was complaints. really happy yeah Okay, so does anybody want to mention anything else before we get to our conclusion? Or we can just keep chatting. Like, I think people want to listen to us just chat and shoot the shit. We can just keep going on. And Well, I might crack another like, beer if we're going to keep chatting. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm finishing the – I saved some of the Rolling Rock because I really was – I'm not going to lie. Like, I was super surprised. I'm probably going to like, go grab another one, to be honest. You know, I'll throw an open question. How, how, how long have we been recording? We've been recording for over an uh, hour. Tell me, probably like an over an hour. Um, you know what? Like I've been looking at um, other episodes. We've been falling under our first episode because that was a really big episode. We gave a very long intro for each of us. If you're listening to us, do you want us to just talk about just random stuff more often? We could we could expand that. You know, we, we want to do that maybe. But like, let us know. Like, reach out to us at domestic pints. Oh, sorry, domestic pints only at gmail.com. Um, please do. That's our email. Uh, by the way. Um, yeah, um, this was a really fun episode. Really good beers, um, very tasty beers, and uh, they're all they're all green colored. <laughs> it's very uh, very green. Like I appreciate what I would say at the like outset is like we can always go through like the kind of standard fare at the end. But I think we should talk about next episode. I'm pretty excited because yes. we actually <laughs> some stuff across oh. the country. So, oh yeah. So are we? we sorry. Are- do not uh this is this is no we shouldn't say anything don't anyway. loose lip sync ship uh, this is getting deleted out of the podcast loose lip sync <laughs> no, <we're fine>. loose <laughs> lip sync ships. all right yeah but, next so, episode. Tom, tom introduces this the best like you actually have to go through like what is yes. the next episode title oh are we doing stout day or is it primos it's the primes oh so this next episode <laughs> i'm super excited for this episode. i honestly like i'm excited i bought all these beers and i'm actually like like i i need to keep them in the house before next week i hope parents listen to this episode because this <laughs> Shout is the parents this is battle <laughs> of the fucking dad beers aka the primo lights so this is what? this is the this is the cost effective. These are not the Bud Lights of the world. Yeah, there's These no yuppie beers. It, it, you're not going and paying 30 bucks 
for a two yeah. or for you're you're not paying thirty bucks for a twelve pack or whatever it is for that. Bud Light. Or for a fifteen. No, no. these beers. These come are in... great. They're great value. Like these are literally what like you know the typical suburban middle class dad buys. And we're looking yeah. at buck of beers on average, yeah. maybe just a bit more. They're all four percent beers. They all taste very good. And um, we've done I'm we've s- done some market research on this. Like we chose our top three. Like we actually had to. Our marketing department, our R and D department, our R and D department. We have analytics, R and D, marketing, uh, human resources. We got a whole corporate. I just wanted to touch on. We did forget one beer that we hope we can do in another episode that should have been in that episode. But it'd be good actually to have that beer in a different episode of. Wait, are we, are we saying the beers? Are we just going to leave? No, you got you got to wait. You got to find out. If you're interested, folks, you're going to have to listen next episode. Subscribe and listen. Uh, next up. Yeah. And uh, pretty much. And honestly, like, I'm going to hammer everyone that complains about the nostalgia tied to it because. Oh, yeah. Just because you haven't had this beer doesn't mean that it's like, doesn't mean that it's something that means nothing to you. Like, you're going to have a sip and you're like, I like this beer. This if you're to, counts. If you're listening to, to us right now and sorry. you're a hater and loser and you're gonna like give us a bad score, what you should do is subscribe and just keep hate listening. Just keep hate listening. Uh, keep complaining. Keep sending us hate mail. Just keep listening. Just keep keep engaging with us. We wanna we wanna hear. We wanna just have a back and forth with you. I'm really excited to get some angry emails. Please, please, please do it. Sorry, Tom. I got uh, you out, buddy. No, no, it's all right. I just wanted to touch on for. Um, these primo lights what we were saying from like nostalgia scoring i remember from episode one we kind of agreed like if you haven't had this we kind of just say yeah. how would you like this or how would you recommend this to someone yeah how would you actually phrase this to someone else i think that's a very good way to look at it yeah and i think that's a good scoring title because eventually we're going to do one episode where we haven't had any of the beers you got to yeah. stay tuned again Oh yeah, Alex is oh. playing darts right now. What did you hit? Uh, that's a very good question. I got uh, triple triple twenties. Nice. Fifteen what? and seventeen. Sixty. So what's your 75, score? 85, 92. I'm going to. It hit, sounds pretty high. I am going to hit fucking one hundred and eighty. Wait, do you all have dartboards? I'm the only one who doesn't have a dartboard. Yeah. I'm gonna have to make a makeshift yeah. dartboard in our office. Yeah, studio. you can get one really cheap. And it's yeah, going to be really good. Well, we're, some proof. Uh, while we're playing darts and just hanging out, I just want to mention, of course, again, oh, I got shitty darts for, for our audience listening to us right now. We're listening. We're, we're for you. I'm speaking. On I behalf got 23. Of the, I'm speaking on behalf of our human resources department here at Domestic Pints Only. Um, we're experienced beersmen, which means that we can handle drinking larger quantities of alcohol. Um, but that being said, some people cannot handle it. And you know what? No, just let me listen. It's okay. Let me listen. Let me explain. Um, it, it's okay. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make you less of a man or a person or a human. If you can't drink the same amount of qualities, we're all human beings. We're all people. We all want to celebrate and enjoy beer and alcohol. Um, consider if you're, if you're ref- some of the beers we had earlier, the last episode, Oh my God, the malts, <laughs> the malts, <laughs> we had some pretty large quantity malts. Those are beers that you probably want to share with like a loved one or a partner or a roommate or a friend. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a social experience with friends or family. Um, please consider maybe as my partner suggested, you might want to make it like a, 
a social experience, like crack open a beer or two if you can handle it, like share with your friends and family and take some. I have like and, a book club almost. And let us know. Like we wanna we wanna know what you feel and, and also let us know about your recommendations, your thoughts. And and again, please drink responsibly. We're all legal adults. Um if yeah. you listen know to your right limit. Now, I kind of just say that to everyone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Know your limit. Everyone has their own limits. And honestly, some people find out their limits in 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 ways that aren't that the ones that they wanted to experience and that's not good but um we all understand our own limits and you have to follow that and you have to respect that and for some people they drink a lot of alcohol they binge drink and then they're like oh i had a horrible experience but you understand you know what your limit is and going forward you have to respect that because we're all our own humans we all have our own tolerances our own opinions our own um, considerations and how we consume alcohol and, and process it and we have to respect that and um if you're listening to this right now and you're underage and you're like, oh, these guys, they're so cool. I'm going to drink. You know what? You're underage right now. Um, listen, you know, you're not legally able to drink right now. You shouldn't be drinking. Um, this podcast is for legal drinkers only. So, you know, please, uh, you know, please wait till you're legal and drink. And then you can hang out with this podcast and hang out with us because then we'll be all legal and drinking and we'll be great. So otherwise, um, yeah, please drink. Don't don't drink and drive. Snowmobiles, cars, any motorized vehicles. Do not drink and drive. Not good. Or heavy uh, equipment. Heavy equipment as well. If you're gonna be drinking, just don't even do much of anything. Just sit at home and relax because you probably shouldn't be doing like shouldn't be like building things. You shouldn't be like uh, uh, you might you might turn out awry or or whatever. But uh, any, you guys want to plug anything before we wrap up? Well, no. Just again, just don't drink and drive. Know your limit. And uh, I hope you enjoy, my dad used to always tell me when I was younger, he's like, I hope you enjoy beer yeah, and not take it for granted. We're we're looking at it as a positive experience. We're we're reflecting on our own memories, associations. And we're also, for some of us, we're we're consuming new beers that we don't have the same experience with. And, And honestly, like we might have to do like a, just like a general chat episode in the future, just talk about like what we've had so far, what we like, and just kind of reflect. Yeah, on I think so. I think, Circle back. Yeah, we, That's good. We've had yeah the circling back podcast. We've, we've had some ones like I know I've had some that I hadn't had before that I really liked, and, and some that I've had uh, that I haven't had that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And we're gonna maybe we can just talk about that and reflect on it because um, yeah, it should it should be a positive experience because um, it's it, it's fun, it, it's great, and um, yeah. Anybody else want to plug shit before we uh, finish up? I'm just, well, speaking of plugging yeah. anything, uh, my phone's dying, so I'm going to uh, <laughs> hop off. This All was right. fun, and we'll see you next week. All right. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say, like, um, DM us on tw- on Instagram, retweet us at Domestic Pints Only or Domestic Pints, and pretty much just review this podcast, like and subscribe. Yeah, please, please do. leave a comment, and we look forward to it. Also DM, like I said, like DM us on our Instagram page. We re- very often check it and it seems like no one really wants to do anything. So well, we have, as of out. this moment, we haven't posted anything yet. We haven't even published oh, yeah. a podcast. So as this moment, our audience at this point, it's like seven episodes in. They're they're like interacting with, with us. They're sending emails back and forth. They're they're buying we don't even have merch, but they're buying merch if it exists. Like they're just totally engaged with us. So um yeah. Um, awesome. That's that's pretty much it. All right. I think we already uh, closed off. Alex is about to drop off because his phone's dying. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. Stay classy now. Bye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. 
Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Points, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Points Only. And of course, our email is Domestic Only at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out, Kelsey.